0: Get ready to grip it and rip it.
1: All right, let's move on. We got golfers, waiting.
0: Dedicated
2: to bringing better golf to America, this is Tea to Green, the golf
3: show. Talking golf 52 weeks a year and loving it. The show is called Tea to Green. The language we speak every Sunday is golf. Greetings from Colorado Springs, Colorado, and the five star. Rodmore Resort, Jay Ritchie, Jerry Boutinoff, teeing it up for another edition of Tea to Green. Thanks for listening. Big show today, 1995 PGA champion Steve Elkington will be here, one of the top players in the world in the 1990s. He's now on the Champions Tour and he also has a new career. Television host, his show is called The Rural Golfer, and he'll be here to talk about his old career and his new career. Steve Elkington with us today on Tita to Green. We're a little over a month out from the 2014 Ryder Cup in Scotland in late September. Still don't know what the U.S. team will look like. Captain Tom Watson will make his final picks on September 2nd. Our go-to guy for the Ryder Cup and Ryder Cup coverage is and has been T.J. O'Claire from PGA.com. And T.J. will be here today to talk about the 2014 Ryder Cup. Tiger Woods will not be on the U.S. Ryder Cup team. Who will be? We'll find out from T.J. O'Claire today on T to Grain. Then later in the hour, something really special for you, a to Grain special, Robin williams explains golf you don't want to miss it that's all straight ahead today on t to green it's early sunday morning the sun is coming up i'm on the t at seven i'm here to try my luck be sure to check out our website and our Facebook page, teetogreenradio.com, for Tea to Green. Now available, too, on iHeartRadio Talk. Jay and Jerry teeing it up with T.J. Eau Claire from pga.com. Worldwide on American Forces Radio, coast-to-coast coast on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network.
4: Not all water is created equal, so take care of your body and drink alchemy water. Alchemy's unique formula includes alkaline, oxygen, and antioxidants, which boost your immune system and help your body achieve peak performance. If you're looking for a healthy, eco friendly alternative to sugary energy drinks, join the many pro athletes and celebrities who treat their bodies right and drink Alchemy Water. Visit alchemywater.com. That's A L K A M E Water.com. Health Markets Insurance Agency is the DBA or assumed name of Insphere Insurance Solutions, Inc., which is a licensed insurance agency in all 50 states and D.C. Not all agents are licensed to sell all products service availability varies by state. Who did you let down today? Your wife? Your kids? Well, how about yourself? Let us help you break your addiction to drug and alcohol before it's too late. This call is completely confidential and free. So if you have private insurance, take five minutes of your time, call right now. I promise it'll change your life. 866-490-3992. 866-490-3992. 866-490-3992. 866-490-3992.
2: So check us out on Facebook and Twitter at SportsByline USA.
3: Show by golfers for golfers. It's Tita Green, the golf show. Jay Richie, Jerry Butanoff here. Great to have you with us as we're back for another edition, talking a little golf, talking a lot of golf today. Steve Elkington, former PGA champion. Nineteen ninety-five, he beat Colin Montgomery in a playoff at Riviera. He'll be joining us later in the hour. He's got a new career. He's a television host. He'll tell us all about his new show called The Rural Golfer. And uh, we also have a special treat for you later in the hour, Jerry. I don't know if you've ever heard this. I hadn't heard it at all till just a few days ago, and I thought, got to play it. It's called. Robin Williams explains golf.
2: As only he can. As
3: only he can. Yeah, that, we'll do that in our last segment later in the hour. First up, well, the Ryder Cup's just around the corner. The Ryder Cup, the U.S. team against one composed of players from Europe, September 26, 27, 28, at Glen Eagles in Scotland. Europeans have won seven of the last nine. Ryder Cups, this year's team, will feature four of the top five players in the World Golf rankings, so it won't be easy for the Americans again this time around. And joining us from PGA.com, he's the interactive producer there. He is our go-to guy for all things Ryder Cup. He's our go-to guy for all things golf. And they don't get much better than our good buddy T.J. O'Claire joining us this morning. T.J., welcome back. How are you? I'm great, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, It's been a while since we've we've talked to T.J., but glad to see your your health is a little better, and uh, let's let's talk some golf. Let's talk some Ryder Cup. Did Tom Watson know what he was getting into when he signed on as captain a, a while back?
5: Man, I imagine uh, two years ago when he became captain, he had no idea. This is just crazy. I've never seen anything like it. You know, you've got Jason Duffner, who ended up falling out of the top ten at the PGA Championship. He's going to be on the shelf for a while now. At least Watson doesn't have to worry about that injury. But you've got Dustin Johnson out for uh, an undetermined amount of time right now. Um, He's not going to play in the Ryder Cup. He's a guy who got you four points at Medina in 2012. You've got uh, Matt Kuchar with some back elements right now that forced him out of the PGA Championship. And then, of course, the big one, Tiger Woods. Um, You know, I had a hard time believing that Watson was going to go along with the Woods quick pick to begin with. All along, he said, you know, Tiger's going to have to be healthy and playing well. He's been neither of those two things, and I I really think it was a great PR move by Tiger earlier this week to kind of take his name out of the hat and just say, look, enough of this circus. I'm not going to be able to play. I need to get healthy, and that's going to be my focus right now. So I think things get a little easier for Watson in that respect, but they're not any easier going to Glenn Eagles with, with the nine that he has. You know, he's got a few rookies on the team. Um, I know he's very happy that Phil Mickelson played his way into the team with that runner-up finish at Valhalla. But yeah, two years ago, I'm sure Watson did not envision a team without Tiger Woods.
2: Yeah, and TGA, we we agree with uh, the good uh, move by, by Woods uh, pulling out. I mean, uh, we we discussed this a little bit the last couple weeks i mean if woods had been selected you certainly couldn't have thrown him in there on the alternate shot the way he's been spraying things and and put his partner in danger that many times
5: could you No, not at all so then you're talking about what three matches right i mean he he would have been able to play enough the four ball and then the singles so it would have been a, a very difficult decision because as you guys know i mean whether people want to admit it or not tiger still moves that needle the interest is incredible we saw it at Valhalla for that practice round when we weren't sure if he was going to play or not, and then all of a sudden, 2 o'clock on Wednesday afternoon on the eve of the championship, Tiger comes out, and they have the same kind of crowds that Rory McIlroy had on Sunday at the PGA Championship. So there's no denying he moves the needle. There would have been pressure on Watson to pick him because, after all, as Watson has said many times, the guy is Tiger Woods. But, uh, yeah, at the end of the day, he made the right decision. A Tiger Woods that injure, that's injured is no fun to watch, and I think we can all agree He may never get back to the the level that he was at at one time, but I'd like to see him playing healthy golf, you know, and we haven't seen that this whole year. Yeah,
3: that's for sure. Do you think that was strictly Tiger's move, or maybe Watson and the PGA also uh, behind the scenes had a hand in it?
5: You know, I I actually uh, was able to speak to Captain Watson on Friday morning for about 15 minutes, and I asked him that very question. He just said, no, this was Tiger's decision. And I think it was the right one. He said, you know, there's been so much attention paid to what's going on with the health, the back, the neck, and this was just another distraction, you know, this whole Ryder Cup thing. So Watson said, you know, he was a team player with that decision, and it's a decision that Watson would have made too. So, um, you know, I think it was Tiger, and I think it was just he's tired of the sideshow. You know, I wonder what the doctors said about playing in the Bridgestone or the Open Championship or the PGA. It seems that now he's taking their advice. And, you know, at this point, I kind of wish you would have just taken the advice sooner. Go get better, come back, and play some great golf. Yeah. So take us through the details of this. There's, what,
3: 12 guys on the U.S. roster?
5: There are, yes. Yeah. So we have the nine automatics that made the team on there's, points. The, yeah, which the nine automatics it. based on yeah. what is it yeah. based on? At the conclusion of the, the PGA Championship. So Bubba Watson, Ricky Fowler, Jim Furyk, uh, Jimmy Walker, Phil Mickelson, Matt Kuchar, Jordan Spieth, Patrick Reed and Zach Johnson, those are your top nine. And then uh, on September 2nd, Tom Watson will make his three captains' picks to fill out the team of 12. Uh, on the European side, they have a little bit longer, so their points don't close until August 31st, and then they will also have three captains' picks. So by September 2nd, we'll have both teams complete, and we'll know who's going to Glen Eagles. And then, you know, of course, the wild card there is probably number six on the U.S. list with Matt Kuchar. We figure out how that back problem is. I imagine he'll play at Barclays this coming week, the first event of the playoffs, kind of see how it's feeling. But if not, again, from that conversation with Watson, uh, the guy that he just named as his latest vice captain, Steve Stricker, uh, actually called Watson on Thursday night and said, Hey, Captain, you know, i got to ask you a question. Are you giving me a serious look as a uh, potential captain's pick? And Stricker's pretty far down on the list. He's around uh, 30, 40-ish, but... Uh, he tied for seventh at the PGA Championship, and Watson told him, I am absolutely giving you a good look. So that altered Stricker's plans. He's dealing with a hip injury right now, but he's decided he's going to give it a go at Barclays this coming week. Uh, he's currently number 100 on the FedEx Cup points list, so that makes him eligible to top 125 to go to Barclays, and he'll have to maintain that top 100 uh, ranking to advance to the Deutsche Bank Championship. So Stricker's hoping to have two events to uh, impress Captain Watson. And, uh, you know, based on his record in the Ryder Cup, you might say, eh, I don't know, you know, Stricker hasn't been the best in the Ryder Cup. He's been phenomenal in the President's Cup. Uh, (laughs) So, you know, he's no stranger to international competition, and he certainly has made a point to Watson that he wants to be a member of this team, not just the vice captain.
2: DJ, what do you think uh, Tom's... uh focus is going to be on here. Does he seriously look at guys like Brant Snedeker and Hunter Mahan just because they're such good putters, which can make the difference in a lot of matches? Or does he take what's left of the FedEx Cup events here and, uh, and and pick a couple of guys that
5: really get hot here now this last month? Well, in his own words, he said he's laid down the gauntlet. If you play well, I'm going to give you a good look. If you don't, I won't. Uh, to me, Hunter Mahan, I think he's a little bit too much on the outside looking in. Uh, me personally, my prediction for the three picks, so to speak, would certainly be Snedeker because of the putter. He's playing great this week at the Wyndham Championship. Same with Webb Simpson, who I think will be on the team. Uh, he's probably going to have to play well one of the next two weeks uh, just to solidify that. And then I just think Keegan Bradley, uh, I think that's a no-brainer, the enthusiasm that he brings. He was 3-1 and one at Medina in 2012. Appears great with uh, Phil Mickelson. And, you know, Uh, Watson had that trip the week before the British Open where he invited a bunch of the guys, potential players, to come out to Glen Eagles for a scouting trip, and only two players made that trip, Jim Furyk and Keegan Bradley. So I think, you know, it's one thing to say you want to be a member of the team when you're on the outside looking in, but for Keegan Bradley, I think he really showed Watson, I want to be on this team. And he's played well since. You know, he didn't play so great at the PGA Championship, but he did finish third at the Bridgestone the week before that, and, uh, you know, I expect him to have, uh, you know, the pedal to the metal these next couple weeks to show Watson, you know, bring me to Glen Eagles, and you won't be upset about it.
2: So, if you've got this all figured out, are you going to call Tom back this week and tell him here, here's your
5: guys? <laughs>
2: or doesn't it work that way?
5: Yeah, no, I don't think it works that way. He doesn't care what I think, but uh, that, to me, that's just the direction he may be going. Uh, I, I think Keegan Bradley and Branch Snedeker are definitely in. And I just, I have a pretty good feeling about Webb Simpson. But uh, as far as Hunter Mahan goes, like I said, I just think he's, he's too, much, uh, too much on the outside looking in. And he's one of those guys, if you remember, a couple of years ago at Medina, he actually had two wins in a season and didn't get on the team. Uh, so, you know, you could say he got snubbed there, but uh, I, this time around I just don't think he's playing well enough to deserve a spot. Okay. TJ is going to stick around. He's going to be
3: back in the second segment. We'll continue talking about the Ryder Cup, the U.S. side, and the European side with TJ O'Claire, PGA.com. With us today here on T to Green, later in the hour, former PGA champion Steve Elkington, Jay and Jerry, T to Green. Stay with us.
7: your process lower your monthly mortgage payments save your home and your credit but you must act now call 800-274-7312 800-274-7312 not available in all states paid non attorney spokesperson do you know which investment has tripled in price since the debt crisis and risen an average 20% a year for 11 years it's not stocks not bonds it's silver and right now we at lear capital believe silver is poised to hit new record highs And we're making it easier to own than ever. For a limited time, new customers with $5,000 or more to invest in gold or silver can get up to 10 certified Morgan silver dollars absolutely free. That's right, up to 10 100-year-old Morgan silver dollars when you invest $5,000 or more, a $600 value free. This offer is available for IRA accounts as well.
4: Call right now, 800-631-9229, 800-631-9229, 800-631-9229. Call Lear Capital now, 800-631-9229. There was only
9: one other acceptable theory about how to hit a golf
1: ball. Oh, boy. Well, I'm afraid to ask. <laughs> well, what is it? What's the other theory?
9: Grip it and Rip it. <laughs>
0: to Green takes you to the driving range with our tip of the week. Don't miss your chance to see the PGA Tour's greatest golfers here in Denver. This year, the BMW Championship tees off for the very first time at Cherry Hills Country Club. Don't miss your chance to see the top 70 players in the world as they compete in the PGA Tour's FedEx Cup Playoffs. Purchase daily or weekly tickets today at BMW ChampionshipUSA.com. Don't miss the penultimate event of the PGA Tour's FedEx Cup Playoffs September 1st through the 7th. Visit BMWChampionshipUSA.com today for ticket and tournament information.
9: Hi, I'm Mark Helble, the head golf pro at the Broadmoor. Today I want to talk to you about course management. If faced with a situation where the pin is tucked behind a deep bunker and you have a medium iron in your hand and you're not a good bunker player, it does not make sense to try to go over that very penal bunker to a tucked pin where you'd have to hit your career shot in order to keep it on the green. If faced with that situation, go for the fat part of the green, dump it on, take your two putts, Take your par and happily go on your way. Oftentimes, people will penalize themselves twice. They'll try to hit a shot they don't have to a very difficult pin position, in which case they put themselves in a deep bunker, and they don't have a great bunker game either, and they might take three to get out from there. Always hit to the fat part of the green and move on to the next hole.
3: For more on course management, visit T2GreenRadio.com or visit your nearest PGA professional. America's longest-running network radio golf show. It's Tita Green, Jay and Jerry, Broadmoor Resort, Colorado Springs, Colorado. Still to come, Steve Elkington, 1995 PGA champion, will be joining us in just a little bit later in the hour. In fact, the last segment, Tita Green's special, Robin Williams Explains Golf, as only he can because we're going to take that last segment for the robin williams thing we're going to let jerry give us a quick update on what's happening around the tours before we get back to tj o'clair from pga.com
2: yeah we'll do our on tour thing a little bit uh, earlier here today uh, the lpga championship moved back to august this year with the rejiggering of the schedule here a little bit this year they're still in the rochester area at monroe golf club for the first time Brittany lincecum uh, is your our leader at minus 10, one better than Suzanne Pedersen and NB Park. And then there's a host of uh, good players behind them, and the uh, scores are uh, uh, conditions are good, so anybody uh, could fin- finally win that one. NB Park won this last year when it was still played in May. Uh, the big news, of course, on the senior tour at the Dix Open, uh, Born and Goods Open in Enjoy in uh, New York where the regular tour used to play. Kevin Sutherland with a 59 yesterday only because he three-putted for (laughs) Bokey on 18. Uh, He had seven birdies and an eagle, so he was nine under through eight. I can't even wrap my mind around that. Uh, So after shooting 59, though, he only has a one-shot lead. He's 14 under, one ahead of Steve Lowry, two better than uh, John Cook, and then uh, a host of other players uh, within four shots, so anybody can win that one here. And the regular tour at Greensboro. Nick Watney is our leader at minus 14, one ahead of Brad Fritsch, two ahead of Heath Slocum and Freddie Jakobson, and then nine more players within two shots of that. So a lot of good stuff going on here.
3: Back with TJ O'Claire from PGA.com, Senior Interactive Producer. We're talking Ryder Cup. And TJ, so we've got nine and three captains picks for Tom Watson. Uh, Let's talk about those nine guys that we know are on the team right now.
5: Yeah, well, you know, it's interesting. We've got, uh, like I said, a couple of new guys there, and Jimmy Walker, who's won three times this season, which is spectacular. I mean, he's been on fire all here. He's a guy who just has not really been a lull. He's been consistent all the way around. We had a coaching change last season to Butch Harmon, and it's paid quick dividends. So I think he's a very solid guy that's on that team, even though he's a rookie. You've got Jordan Spieth, who, uh, you know, we all know the story about Jordan Spieth, just came out on fire last year excuse me last year as a rookie one of the john Deere classic A couple of runner-up finishes he actually finished second this year at the masters uh had some great experience at the president's cup last fall so i think that that's another guy who's going to be pretty solid for you as a rookie on the team and then you've got patrick reed another rookie who uh, has also won three times in the last 12 months He's the defending champion this week at the wyndham championship and uh Unfortunately, even with those three wins, he's probably most well known for something he said after one of those wins, which was at Durrell earlier this year when uh, he claimed he was a top 5 player in the world. Uh that's not where it shows in the ranking right now. He's kind of a polarizing figure out there. Um from what I hear, you know, he's he's not the most uh sociable guy with his peers. So hopefully that'll change at the Ryder Cup. So I'll be very interested to see who Reed gets paired up with, but uh You know, you you got a couple uh, guys—Bubba Watson, Ricky Fowler—they're close friends. I wouldn't be surprised to see them together. Perhaps a Fowler with uh, Mickelson, or definitely, like I said, if if um, he decides to go with Keegan Bradley, you can certainly see Mickelson Bradley. But uh, you know, I'm not totally convinced that this is going to be as as much of a a whitewash for the Americans as a lot of people think. Uh, There's so many times over the years where we've seen the Americans as the underdog or as the favorites on paper, rather. Uh, the Europeans is the underdog, and it just hasn't panned out. So, um, you know, we'll see what happens in a few weeks. Have you talked much to Watson about pairings, who he's going to put together? I'm sorry, guys, you're breaking up. Have I talked to Watson about
3: what? Have you talked much to Tom Watson about pairings and who
5: he might? Uh, you know, he, I haven't talked to him about the pairings specifically. He, he certainly is looking at, the. you know, he spent a lot of time trying to get some, to know some guys and playoff personalities, but... He has said, you know, he's looked back at, at past Ryder Cups and President's Cups, and he has seen those successful pairings. You know, the, again, um, you know, you got the, the Phil Mickelson, the Egan Bradley kind of thing. Uh, Zach Johnson has done well before with Bubba Watson. So, you know, we could see stuff like that, or even Matt Kuchar and Zach Johnson. Um, but, you know, he, he's definitely going to talk to the guys about personality, what they kind of like. You know, I wouldn't be surprised to see the a longer hitter with a shorter hitter. Um, so, you know, Watson's going to, uh he's going to figure that all out I'm sure.
2: And certainly it looked like Fowler and Mickelson that had a good time playing uh, together last week like they did. Uh TJ, I think there's a little bit of, you know, perhaps some symmetry here. Uh, was not Watson uh, when he was captain the last time wasn't that our last road
5: win? That was 1993 at the Belfry. That's correct. Yeah, the last time the US won on foreign soil. So uh You know, I don't know if President Ted Bishop of the PGA of America was looking at that and saying, hey, maybe this is how we change the luck. But uh, I think it's a great pick. You know, people were skeptical early on. They think, you know, Watson at 64 years old now, he'll be 65 when the matches take place. Maybe he's a little out of touch, but I don't get that impression. You know, he shot a 68 in the final round of the Open Championship this year, competes at a high level. I was at the senior PGA back in May at Harbor Shores when he shot – the 65 in the final round, one stroke away from shooting his age. So uh, I think the players respect that. And then I just love the final vice captain selection of Steve Stricker because that's another guy players respect. He's played out on the PGA Tour for a long time. He's been very successful over the last several years. So, uh, you know, that's somebody that the players can can relate to. He's been in that situation before in a Ryder Cup. So, you know, I, I think Watson's a terrific captain to this point. Uh, and again, we'll see how it pans out at Glen Eagles.
3: TJ, got a couple minutes left. The European team, captain is Paul McGinley. P, the European team looks loaded even without his captain's fix.
5: Yeah, it sure does. I mean, you know, we still have uh, another week or so to go, another couple weeks anyway, to, uh, to finish off this team. But you look at them and they are stacked. I mean, Rory McElroy, who's just playing on another planet right now, uh, Henrik Stinson, who's been fabulous the last two years, Sergio Garcia. Justin Rose, uh, Martin Keimer, Victor Dubuisson, who was uh, you know kind of had his coming out party at the match play earlier this year. He's been fantastic ever since. Uh, you know, Thomas Bjorn still trying to get on that team. Graham McDowell, Ian Poulter. So you know, it, it's really funny because as I said, you know, these these past years we've seen uh, the European Tour maybe not so much the favorites on paper, but uh, they've gone out and done great this time around, they're certainly going to be the favorites on paper because it's just an all-star list of players.
2: Who do you look at if you're McGinley? I mean, uh, Poulter is probably uh, uh, a lock to be a choice because of his history and his enthusiasm for the event. Probably McDowell. Uh, who would you, Who would your third Westwood. guy be? Westwood, yeah, you know, know I, I think uh,
5: you got Lee Westwood on the outside looking in right now. He's somebody I'd have to give a look to based on his Ryder Cup history. Uh, Luke Donald, fantastic player of the golf ball, hasn't played great this year, but he's starting to turn it on a little bit. And then, uh, you know, people might want to laugh about this because he's fifty years old. But Miguel Angel Jimenez, I mean, he was fantastic yeah. at the Masters once again. Uh, his first Champions Tour start. The week after that, he won. Uh, he's made no bones about it. He wants to be on this European Ryder Cup team. So, you know, I think if if you're looking for veterans. Um, and, again, if you look at the top nine that the McGinley has now, uh, they're stacked. So maybe he does want that experience. Maybe he doesn't need any rookies this time around. So, I mean, I, I look at Donald Poulter and perhaps him and ask. Okay. That's
3: TJ O'Claire, Senior Interactive Producer with PGA.com, talking about the Ryder Cup. The Ryder Cup is coming up September 26th through 28th at Glen Eagles. In Scotland, TJ, thanks for joining us today. Hope uh, the rest of your summer goes great, and we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, guys, and it's always a pleasure. Steve Elkington won the PGA Championship 1995. He'll be joining us next. He's on the Champions Tour, but he's got a new career in television. We'll talk to him as we continue. Jay and Jerry, Scott Cuddy at Master Control, this is T. Green.
0: Attention, active duty National Guard Reserve and retired veterans. If you or a loved one was injured while serving our country anytime after October 2001, you may qualify for up to $100,000 in tax-free cash TSGLI benefits even if the injury was not related to military service. Also, if you have been denied VA disability benefits for a service-related issue, we may be able to help. To find out if you have a claim, call 888-606-9650. That's 888-606-9650.
10: Eight hundred four eight zero fifty seven zero eight.
2: Nick Bonsanto here inviting you to join me on the Nick Bonsanto Show weekdays, 3 to 6 Pacific, 6 to 9 Eastern, right here on Sports Byline. We'll talk about sports and, well, anything that's even closely related to sports. We'll do it all live from Las Vegas each and every day. We invite you in. Hope you will join us. We're the show that's bigger, bolder, and better. It's the Nick Bonsanto Show weekdays, 3 to 6 Pacific, 6 to 9 Eastern, on the Sports Byline USA Network.
6: Just tap
4: it in. Just tap it in. Give
6: it a little tappy.
4: Tap, tap, tap the roof.
0: Time to work on your short game. Tee to Green helps you get it up and down. Don't miss your chance to see the PGA Tour's greatest golfers here in Denver this year. The BMW Championship tees off for the very first time at Cherry Hills Country Club. Don't miss your chance to see the top seventy players in the world as they compete in the PGA Tour's FedEx Cup playoffs. Purchase daily or weekly tickets today at BMWChampionshipUSA.com. Don't miss the penultimate event of the PGA Tour's FedEx Cup playoffs, September first through the seventh. Visit BMWChampionshipUSA.com
9: today for ticket and tournament information. Hi everybody, I'm Mark Kelbel, the head golf pro at the Broadmoor. Today I want to talk to you about specialty shots from around the green. If your ball comes to rest a yard or so from the green, in not too long a grass, you have a pin position which has some distance between the edge of the green and yourself, think about using a fairway wood to roll that ball towards your target. What this does is prevent the chili dip, gets the ball rolling towards your target, and it's a much easier shot to get out of situations like that. It takes a little bit of practice, choke down on the club, right down to the metal, stand over the ball a bit more, practice this like a putting stroke. You'll get better at this in a hurry. For more on getting the ball
3: up and down, check out tdegreenradio.com or visit your nearest PGA professional. Like to call it destination listening for dedicated golfers. It's Tita Green, the golf show. Jay Ritchie alongside Jerry Butenoff. By the way, next week's show on the road is the sixth annual Howard W. Massini CPA Mile High Shootout in Denver. This year's shootout at the Park Hill Golf Course in Denver. For all you folks in the Colorado area listening, it's the last long-drive tour event before the World Championships in September. We're back there for, I think, what, the fourth consecutive year now, Jerry? Four years in a row. Our next guest is standing by. He turned professional in 1985, made an immediate impact on the PGA Tour, where he, in 21 years, won uh, 10 times, including a major championship, Steve Elkington defeated Colin Montgomery in a playoff at Riviera to win the 1995 PGA Championship. He's playing some on the Champions Tour now, and he's also got a new career in television, host of the brand-new television show called The Rural Golfer. Steve Elkington joins us right now on T to Green. Hey, Steve, thanks for joining us this morning. Good morning, guys.
11: I didn't, I didn't know that the FedEx uh, Cup was coming to Cherry. That's, that's awesome.
3: Yeah, that's right. P- BMW Championship at Cherry Hills. Yeah, um, you, were you out of? Va- yeah, were you out of Valhalla last week?
11: Uh, no, no, I was not. I uh, no, I didn't play last week. I've been busy shooting these shows for the Rural Golfer, and um, next year will be my 20 year uh, anniversary of winning the PGA at Riviera in '95. Um, but I I did enjoy watching it. Rory McIlroy, to me, you know, has got the he's got the major weapon in golf right now, which is the driver and we haven't seen that for a while, probably since Greg Norman or maybe Tiger for a slight stretch. But right now he's just chewing up, you know, 350 yards off the tee every shot. Right. Yeah.
3: But uh, 19, almost 20 years since you won it uh, at Riviera. has, where has time
11: gone? (laughs) Well, I got kids that are 20 years old to prove it. Um, (laughs) but, uh, you know, I had a great career on the tour. I played the tour for 30 years, basically. And I'm enjoying the champions tour as well. Uh, I'm enjoying going to some of these different towns that I've never been to before. And, you know, um, my next stop is in Calgary in Canada, which is great. Uh, but I've seen different parts of the country in the last year and a half that I haven't seen before. Omaha, Nebraska comes to mind, Iowa. Some of these different different locations. It's been, it's been interesting for me.
3: I was doing a little research on your career, and you won ten times. Four of those wins came in a playoff, and you also lost a playoff at the British Open to Ernie Els. You were the king of the playoffs.
11: Well, I would have liked to have won that one there that you just mentioned in 02 at 2 uh, I had a few close calls in majors. Uh, that was a close call. I, I had a close call at a bunch of PGAs. Mickelson beat me on a Monday, Finish down in Baltic Roll, the year that he won the PGA. I mean, you've got to take advantage of those opportunities. You know, they, major championships are so hard to win. You know, maybe Rory McIlroy is making it look easy, but for most of the tour players, you know, <laughs> To get a shot at one is what you're hoping for first, right? And then if you could actually pull one off, that's that's like winning an Olympic medal. I
2: was talking with uh, Steve Elkington, 1995 PGA Championship, champion who uh, has embarked on a new uh, television career now, hosting a show called The Rural Golfer on the RFD television network, premiered uh, early last month. Uh, Steve, uh, walk us through uh, this whole project and how this all came to be.
11: Well, I... Thanks. I, uh, I've had a social network for, for three years and, uh, called Secret in the Dirt. Now, we've moved that over to ruralgolfer.com. But I was out in Hawaii this year, and I met the folks from RFDTV. Now, people that don't know that network, it's basically, if you flew from Los Angeles to New York, it's everyone that you went over, including probably you guys, uh, is in the rural, what they call the rural rural America. And there's 61 million people that sit in that network, and they prim- primarily you know, have shows about what they do, which is their farming shows and horses and equine and cattle, etc. But anyway, I met the president and he said, hey, will you, will you do a show for a golf show? And I said, sure. So instead of doing coaching on the show, um, we decided that we would go around and find passion. We would go to these little nooks and crannies around the country and film people why they love golf and the extreme measures they go about, you know, to do it.
2: And so how are you finding these locations that you're going to? Are you just stumbling into some of them, or are you getting uh, we, calls from some of these locations? How's that working?
11: Well, we've, we've found a lot on our own. We just shot a show in Niagara Falls. You know, uh, next, week's show, uh, next week's show is uh, in Texas, where I take Nick Sartain and Rich Shelton, the world's champion ropers, the uh, team roping champions down at uh, George Strait's, ranch or George Strait's golf course down at Tapatio Springs in San Antonio. I don't want to jinx the show that we've got in the works for Colorado, but we may be making a trip down to Air Force uh, area and, um, you know, finding out about all the history that they have down there. And then we also invite people to, uh, you know, contact us through our Facebook page at Rural Golfer or our Twitter handle at Rural Golfer. And if we pick their show or we pick their town, and they give us a good reason. We'll we'll put them in the show.
3: All right. Tell us how they can do that again.
11: They can submit an idea through our Facebook page at Rural Golfer or on on Twitter at Rural Golfer or me at LPGA or our Facebook page Rural Golfer.
3: All right. Now you are, of course, the star of the show, the Rural Golfer. But tell us about your cast fellow cast members.
11: Well, actually, I'm not the star. Actually, I'm just the host. But Actually, well, the, the light has the light actually shined away from me, and the, the sh- I'm shining the light on the average man is what I'm doing. I'm, I've enjoyed the role of just going and finding these interesting people, these characters that tend to, you tend to find in these golf courses, and I'm shining the light on them. So the show actually is not about me. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's fun to sit back and, and let someone else tell me why they love golf so much. What about this mobile rig that I'm hearing so much about? The big show. The big show is a uh, the biggest RV in the world that I own that I got from Will Smith a couple years ago, and I made it into a big, gigantic double decker uh, home for me to play on the Champions Tour. And it's a little bit of part of the show. We we have a big tent, almost set it up like a NASCAR event, and uh, you know we can host host events there and. Um, I'm hoping that we come through Colorado and you guys can come shoot your show from right outside of the big show. That would be super.
6: That would be <laughs> yes.
2: worth. Steve, I grew up in a small town in western Minnesota, and I know exactly what you're talking about here. I mean, I used to play uh, golf with guys that, that just came off uh, from doing their chores and would play in their cowboy boots. I'm sure that if you haven't seen that yet, you're going to.
11: Well, that's right. You know, we, we get all kind of um, ideas from people. I'd like to shoot a show up in on these old sand greens that you don't see anymore. I'd like to see let people know about that. We had a guy last night on on Friday night's show in in Jacksonville, Florida, where Ben Hogan in 1947 made an 11 on the fifth hole down there, and there's a man down there that's 102 years old that carries his own bag and plays twice a week. So that that was interesting as well.
3: Yeah, now that's the kind of golf golf show I like to do too. That's fun stuff. So many great stories (laughs) stories. behind uh, in golf.
2: If I make it to 102, I just hope I'm coherent, let alone golf.
11: Someone asked me if if he can break his anything, and I told him I didn't care what he did. He's 102, he can do whatever he wants. (laughs) The show is called The Rural Golfer.
3: For you folks in the Colorado Springs area here in southern Colorado, it airs on both Baja and Charter here in uh, southern Colorado. So, Steve, uh, uh, you went from being a golfer to all of a sudden – being a television show host, what's that transition been like?
11: Well, I've enjoyed it. You know, I've had the social network for three years, so I have you know I have some employees that are very talented guys and they're all My executive producer Judith Coleman, uh, who worked for the tour and worked for CBS Sports, who's joined me to be my producer. She's, she's been in golf for thirty years, so she she helps me the most with uh, finding the shows and organizing the people and and doing all that. and and, and really, to be honest, you know, I played. I was in a sport that was so singular, just me and my caddy, that I've actually enjoyed, you know, seeing these creative people put together these shows, you know, and eventually, you know, we all know that you, you know, you can't play golf forever, but, uh, I, I still like this combination of playing, you know, 20 events on the Champions Tour and shooting these shows. We're going to have 26 shows this year, one every, one every week, and, um, if they don't get the show in Colorado, you know, you, a lot of people are enjoying uh, subscribing at uh, com. We have a month's subscription there free right now. They can watch all the shows, which people are enjoying that because there's no ads and no commercials. So, you know, I, I encourage people to go check it out. It's, it's, it's a really wholesome, fun show. Are you still keeping up with the the Secret in the Dirt
3: and the Secret in the Dirt team?
11: Yeah, secret, well, Secret in the Dirt is my team, and we, we are in the middle of, of moving our content over from Secret Intervert to Rural Golfer. We still will always have Secret in the Dirt because there's a big forum over there and there's a lot of a lot of activity. You know, there's some fifty thousand members over there that enjoy enjoy all that. But we have a premium content channel now that we're building at rural with never never seen, never never heard material that we're putting up on a you know on a weekly basis over there. So it's and all the back footage to all these shows. So it's it's been it's been great. I mean, people are loving going over there and, you know, watching four or five shows in a row and catching an hour lesson from Jackie Burke that's never been seen before. And these type of content is just, uh, you know, Jackie Burke's one of our owners of our company and 91 years old. And just to hear him talk about Hogan and giving the lessons of, that he knows, you know, it's mesmerizing. People love, love Jackie Burke. You get back
3: home much. You get down under back to Australia.
11: I do. I do. My coach, Alex Mercer, who is uh, still alive at Royal Sydney Golf Club, I took my son down there and introduced him to Alex when he was younger. And we're shooting the show on Sam Elkington since he was a kid. My son's 17 now and he's just a super young player. And, and he's hits the ball about 50 yards further than me. We're going to do a show and show, show what it's like to, to have, a, have a son or a daughter and how to teach them, you know, how to be a golfer. So that's that's our show next week.
3: How's your golf game? Uh, when when will we see you back on the Champions Tour?
11: Uh, I'll be in Canada in two weeks, up in Calgary. Can't wait to get up there and get get some cool air under my under my feet. This is Texas yeah. feet. Cooling. Give me the temperature today. I know you guys are rocking about a fifty five up there this morning, are you? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's been nice and cool, especially mornings and evenings here. How's the golf? Yeah, God damn solid. I, I played very well at the 3M tournament uh, two weeks ago. I was in the 60s, uh, 68, 68, 67. Of course, I, didn't, I couldn't get near Kenny Perry, who I think I was 15 under or 14. He was 20, 22. So I feel like uh, I feel pretty good. All right. When you get out to Colorado, we'll have
3: to stay in touch, and we'll, we'll take you up on that offer to join you on the big show in the big
11: show for the World Golf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll shoot a show, and uh, you guys can do the do the program. Boom! From right there under the tent. Fantastic. All right, Steve, best of luck uh,
3: in your new career, RFG TV, The Rural Golfer, and we'll see you soon on the Champions Tour as well. That's Steve Elkington with us today. Jay and Jerry on Tee to Green. Robin Williams explains golf next. You don't want to miss it.
12: 800-296-1360
8: Fastest
3: hour in radio, quickest hour in golf. We're not done yet. Jay Ritchie and Jerry Butinoff, And There's no way that I could introduce this next piece of audio to make it any better or any funnier. So we're just going to go ahead and play it. We're going to call it Robin Williams Explains Golf. Enjoy
1: and once I get off the plane in Scotland, I need subtitles, it's very hard. What? <laughs> That's how they can invent golf. <laughs> oh, they could have a couple of Guinness and then the next thing you know, what's... Here's my idea for a sport. I knock a ball into a gopher hole. <laughs> oh, you mean like pool? No, forget pool, That was a straight stick. A little broken stick. I whack a ball into a gopher hole. Oh, you mean like croquet. Oh, no, not croquet. The a sport. I put the hole hundreds of yards away. Oh, kind of like a bowling alley. Oh, no way. I push it in the way. I put stuff in the way like trees and bushes. So you whack the ball and you're sitting there whacking away and you feel like you're going to have a stroll. That's what we'll call it, because every time you hit the ball, you think you're going to (laughs) die. And they'll put a pool and a sandbox to grab your ball. (laughs) Near the end, they'll put a nice flat bit with a tiny flag to give you hope. Do you do this one time? Oh, no, 18 damn (laughs) (laughs) times!
3: 18 times. You know, you, you almost want to laugh. So that's where laugh. the term stroke came yeah, from in golf. I, almost, I never knew. I almost want to cry <laughs> listening to that. Robin Williams explains golf.
2: As only he can, like As we said he before.
3: Can. Hey, I want to thank T.J. O'Claire for joining us today. Read his stuff at pga.com. He is the best, and he is the go-to guy when it comes to Ryder Cup. We'll try to get T.J. back to, uh, around the Ryder Cup time as well. I'm not sure what his schedule is. He probably is going over to Scotland for the event. T.J. Eau Claire, PGA.com. Thanks to him. And Steve Elkington, the rural golfer. Check it out on RFD-TV. That's going to do it. For Jerry, I'm Jay. Thanks to Scott Cuddy. Till next time, hit them long. Hit them straight.